Yo, no one is going to tell me there isn't so many undertones in this movie. Good ones, bad ones, weird ones. I can't. Oh, this this one's going to get strange. This is going to be like a parental guidance one. You should not let your kids listen to this one with you at all. If you have been listening to me around little ears, most of these episodes are not that bad. This one, I'm going to bring up some pretty weird triggering stuff. So when it comes to anything correlated with like certain types of abuse or certain types of relationships... If that's triggering to you, you should probably shut this off. This is just my opinion, just my perspectives of it. I'm not saying that's what was being done here. I'm just saying these are my psychoanalysis of it. I'm also not a fucking psychologist or a scientist, so you can just take it with a grain of salt or sand, whichever one is your preference. Thanks for being here. Let's go. This movie is wild. It's wild because of what it actually entails and the premise that it sets up for us when we're thinking about it. I can't wait to get into this a little deeper. So first off, let's explain. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is a video game, I guess in the 80s is how they kind of project this. And he is a character inside a video game inside an arcade that arcade's inside of a city. There's the old man who runs it. And what you're witnessing is his experiences when the when the game is not going. So when the game's not going, Ralph goes other places. He leaves his own video game and goes to other games. And not only does he do this, all the characters in the fucking movie do this. So he can leave his game and go to another person's game and hang out in that game for a while. The only time he has to be back at his game is if it's about to be played. Wreck-It Ralph is the villain in his game. But at heart, he's not really a villain. He's just like, why was I put in this position? Like, he doesn't understand why this was the job that he has to do. Like, why is the why is he the guy that has to be the Wreck-It Ralph? Like, he doesn't really want to smash the things that he smashes. But, but yet, when you see him respond to things and you understand his psychology, then you're like, this is why he's Wreck-It Ralph. Because emotionally, what they're reflecting to you is that... This is a certain type of man. So men don't listen to me really often, but the men who do, I'm not worried about the men who do listen to me, but this is going to be a hard-ass episode for men to listen to because I think Wreck-It Ralph is a very strong representation of a certain type of male mentality and what's happening with that particular type of energy in the world right now and how that particular type of energy is in a form of inception just like I explained, right? Like Ralph is in a game inside of an arcade inside of a city. So this particular man is like mm, pretty fucking deep rooted in his psychology. He's pretty deep down in there. If not, I don't want to say all men, but good God, there's a lot of them that have so many similar traits to this particular masculine energy. And that's what we're going to discuss with Wreck-It Ralph is this masculine energy. We're also going to discuss his little sidekick because they both don't really fit in in their world. Ralph is the only guy who doesn't get invited to anything in his game. Everybody in his game is neighbors and they like each other and he is Wreck-It Ralph. So he just fucks shit up. He lives on a pile of bricks and she's a glitch. All these other girls in her game are little racers. She's a little race car driver 
And all these other little racers don't like her because they don't understand why the fuck she's there. We'll explain why she's there when we get to the end of the movie. So they're initially trauma bonding. This is their situation. And I think this is a weird fucking psychosis, deep programming. Uh, uh, it's weird. We're going to get into this. So I want to explain that first. Like that's Wreck-It Ralph's position. This is Vanellope. That's her name. Vanellope the racer. This is her position. And this is why they initially work. Why they come together. Ralph really wants to help Vanellope feel power in her world. And Vanellope understands Ralph is genuinely a good guy. Like he's not actually the villain in his own world. He's just the villain in his game. This is so fucking fascinating. Wait till we go to the next. Just wait till this gets deeper. So Vanellope is a racer in her game. And she is not accepted by the other racers in her game because they don't understand why she's there because she kind of glitches in and glitches out. Come to find out, Vanellope is a princess in her game. So you just have to unlock her character. And when she figures this out, it makes a lot more sense as to why she's there. And it gives her essentially a lot more power because everyone realizes, oh, she's been this princess hiding out in the game and someone had to hit a high score for her to be unlocked. And that gave her a different dimension with all these other people because they've been treating her like shit and all of a sudden she's over all of them. She actually has way more control in the game than she ever understood. But she's lived her life as a glitch. She's called herself a glitch, been like, I don't fit in, I don't belong here, but she is, you know, totally has purpose. Vanellope is a representation of young, vibrant, exciting. Ralph's character is kind of dry until he comes in contact with her. He doesn't really have a lot of shit going on so that makes sense right like Ralph is really just like living in his own crap world and no one is his friend so when she comes along she adds this dimension to his world and this is part of why this relationship is important but also because of the type of characters they're using it's setting a tone for some weird fucking energy why are we putting a man this old next to a character like next to a little girl and I, I think there's all sorts of undertones like this in society. I just do. I think that if you were to listen to some of them, it would stress you out because you would be like, how could she think that? And then once I say it, you can't unthink it. So I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to tell you that this particular movie, that is the one thing that creeps me out in this movie is going like, yo, Ralph is like in his 40s and Vanellope looks like she's 11. And they are besties. And then when you get to the second movie, which we'll talk about, it just... The creepiness adds. So Penelope's character, because she has such a childlike energy, her first instinct is to care for Ralph, to just give a fuck about him, to like laugh with him and tell him he's cool, even though she's got her own problems. So her first instinct is to pour into Ralph. Ralph isn't not worth it. Like he's showing up for her. He cares about her. He's her buddy. The reason why I bring this one up is because the undertones, like what's actually happening here is some programming. It's going to get weird. And society is 
on this weird brink of like almost accepting a lot of weird shit. Like we're almost literally on the brink of accepting a lot of weird shit. It is really important to stay cognizant of what's being projected. Like what's being input here and why is it being input here? So Wreck-It Ralph is one of these like kind of weirdo tales that I'm like, uh, I don't really know how I feel about that kind of vibe. I'm just saying. Now let's get into the second movie because I think the second movie needs to add more dimension to the characters. So in the first movie, just to summarize, they meet each other, they become friends. Before Vanellope arrives, Ralph is going to these meetings for villains in their games and he's just not happy with being the villain in his game. And he doesn't have a lot going on. And when he meets her, he's vibrant. He's her hero. He shows up for her. Uh, they go through the big plot line. And then by the end of the movie, Vanellope figures out that her role is in her game. And that's what's going on there. The main theme of this was that they both come to a certain level of their own understanding of self-worth in their game and outside of their games. They start to develop their character into understanding themselves a little bit deeper. All right, so here is your explicit warning because this is about to get weird and it's just psychology in my opinion, that's all. It shouldn't be weird, but it is for some people and even for me in some cases because what we're going to discuss here is this type of man and this type of mentality and then like this actual type of woman, this type of woman who is like very childlike, doesn't understand what she really is, so she attaches to a man through a trauma bond and... This doesn't have to be male and female relationships. Just in the context of this particular story, they happen to be this masculine and feminine energy in a male-female body or whatever, biological, whatever you want to say. I don't want to be fucking offensive, so I'm just going to leave it right there. You get what I'm talking about. For me, the reason why I say this is going to be uncomfortable is because we're going to look at Ralph and we're going to take Ralph as a context of man as a whole, like we're going to look at man and go, okay, let's say men, man. Let me get my words right. We're going to take Ralph and we're going to look at him as a context of man and men as well. We're going to kind of take this mentality and I want to, I want to kind of unpack it a bit. What Ralph is really a big representation of, and they, they're not shy about expressing this, is inadequacy. A man who feels inadequate with what he has been given as his role in his life. If you really sit back and ask a lot of men how they feel about the work that they do and what they're actually doing for themselves, if they're not actually working for themselves and doing something that makes them happy, they don't feel good about it. They genuinely have a certain level of inadequacy. And when they have that certain level of inadequacy, they tend to fuck things up around them. And they tend to slowly move into a place of isolation where the only person they care about is their partner. And that's where they put their whole center in their whole lives. And they don't elevate outside of that. So they tend to be kind of clumsy. Ralph is a big representation of like, when you let your simple emotions deal with shit, everything gets complicated. You fuck things up because you thought with your simple brain instead of trying to elevate and evolve. Ralph is a representation of a certain type of man who struggles to evolve. And Vanellope is a representation of a certain type of female. 
We're going to get into her as well, but I want to stick with Ralph right now. It's important to not lose focus on her, though, because she's such a part of his dynamics. Essentially, if we were looking at Ralph and Vanellope as one person, they're like two halves to a whole. They're, they're trying to connect in a way that's creating a whole thing. I like looking at things like this because it doesn't always have to be so one-dimensional. You can go to a handful of different dimensions with how you're going to analyze relationships between people and the psychologies that are happening there. So Ralph's mentality is, all I do is ruin things. Nobody really likes me. I have this day job that is just day in and day out, nothing ever changes. And then Vanellope comes along and he's like, oh, but now I have you. So day in and day out, I have you. And he... By the end of the movie, that's what he gets to is that Vanellope's his best friend and then she figures out the reason. I don't want to jump too far into this. So Ralph's attachment to her begins in the first movie and we'll get into the second movie in a different part of the podcast. In the first movie, his attachment begins with her and it's really because he wants to help her resolve her issues because she's helping him feel joy. Someone likes him. Someone is being his friend. He wants to show up and be a supporter for her, defend her, be whatever she needs him to be because he hasn't had anyone ever really love him or care about him or show any sort of concern for him. Now, his attachment to her, the reason why this is kind of a weird, disturbing relationship is because Vanellope is a representation of a little girl. Like she sounds like an old lady with her smoker smoker voice like she has a very raspy voice kind of like my own <laughs> but she's in a little girl body and ralph is in this big dude body and he's very much like protective almost kind of acts like an uncle but he's like obsessed with her i mean we find that out in the second movie which is why we'll get there later but like the attachment starts very simple and honest, and so you don't think anything of it in this first movie. By the time the first movie's over, you're just happy that they're friends. So there's like layers to, you know, happy endings all around with Disney. But there's an undertone here. There's an undertone here. And it's it is that this particular man type of energy struggles to not connect with a vibrant, younger, opposite, feminine. And so this this is also why I say it doesn't have to be man and woman. It's just a masculine and feminine. We are, I was explained this the other day and it actually kind of creeped me out. This guy explained to me that older men will never admit how attracted to younger women they are. It, it, like, like lots of them will, but like there's lots of older men who will not admit how attracted to younger women they are. And it's because of vibrancy. It's because of how vibrant they are, how much light they have emitted, emitting from them because they're young. Oh, I was so creeped out. I was fucking creeped out. I was like, low-key. I'm just glad this person was like delivered all the way out of my world because I was creeped out. And I was only creeped out because, I, but now I'm, as I'm like sitting back thinking about this, I understand that the reason why this hit me in such an interesting way is because of my own experiences as a kid, right? I've been abused. And I think there's layers to understanding the psychology of, Vanellope's attachment. So that's what I want to get into next. All right, so without too much detail, let's discuss Vanellope's attachment to Ralph. She has kind of a Stockholmy 
attachment to him that you find out later on in the movie kind of seems present, which I'm not going to discuss too heavily because I don't really want to put those undertones on it. But there is this attachment with her that she obligates herself to making sure that he's not going to feel unsafe if she chooses to go an alternate route. So the communication between the two of them is very much favored in Ralph's mentality, Ralph's position. I'll discuss this a little bit more in the next segment. Penelope comes from a situation where she doesn't have anyone. No one's looking out for her. There's no authority figure or perspective to give her direction. So she's kind of a rebel spirit. It's a really good example of what happens to young ladies who are groomed by adults that do their fucking best to make them feel like they're the center of this adult's world. I'm just saying. So there's that. We're just going to leave that right there. So Ralph Breaks the Internet is the second movie. When we start this movie, what's happening is Vanellope is simply not satisfied with the day in and day out that she's experiencing with her friendship with Ralph. Nothing's changing. It's all the fucking same. He just does the same shit every day. And he's so content. He's so fucking content in the routine. And this is such a cool way to also think about left brain and right brain. The left brain is so fucking content to do the same exact shit that it is used to over and over and over again. It doesn't want to think creatively. It doesn't want to have to challenge itself to stay in a creative mindset without continuing the same routines. The left brain loves that. So men tend to love when shit gets into a good routine and a good process and they can just roll with it. Like it makes them feel safe. And women are a little more dynamic. We need a little bit more energy. We need a little bit more pizzazz. We need things going on. We need some spontaneity. That's right brain stuff. The right brain needs to fire off and think about different things. It needs creativity. But it also needs to settle down and organize and get into left brain. Just like the left brain needs to liven up a bit. And let's get some spontaneity. Let's try something new. Let's do something different. These are really, really cool, key, important factors to think about when you're looking at just the simplest shit, like two characters. Ralph is very left brain. Vanellope is very right brain. It's why their dynamic works on screen and you can feel it and it's comfortable and it's cool. But what they're doing is getting stuck in one side of their friendship. They're getting way more stuck in Ralph's side of the friendship than they are in Vanellope's side. So when our brains do that, when we get way too stuck in the left side versus the right side, the right side's gonna come up with creative ways to fuck up that routine. And that can be good and bad. That's really important to note. That sometimes you can be doing really good and your right brain is sick of that routine. So it needs to fuck it up and take you to the low frequencies and vice versa. Sometimes you're really stuck in your creative and you're really stuck in just like da 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 I'm over here and your left brain is like not fucking having it. It's gonna snap you into you don't have a choice. We are gonna change. Gotta set up a routine. Gotta do something. This is gonna drive us crazy. We're not getting anywhere. We're waiting water. Very cool dynamic. To- Penelope is like, let's do some, th- let's do something different. Let's go somewhere else. So Ralph builds her a fucking track in her own game that's completely different. No one's ever seen it. But what happens is he breaks her game because this little girl is driving the game and Penelope's trying to go through this one track and the little girl's trying to get her back on the track. So this little girl is swerving and bobbing around because she can't figure out why this track is in the game. And true to fashion, Ralph has wrecked the game. 
So she breaks the steering wheel on Vanellope's game. Well, Vanellope's game is really old, so it's going to cost money to fix Vanellope's game. So when Vanellope's game breaks, Ralph overhears one of the little girls who broke the game tell the arcade master that he could probably find it on eBay. So the arcade guy, the master, arcade master, he's this really old guy, but he's like, I don't have $200. This game doesn't even make $200 like in a year. There's no way I can afford this. I might have to retire this shit. So everyone in the game hears that. And what that means is that he's going to shut the game off. He's about to unplug it. When he unplugs it, they all go into nothingness until the game's plugged back in. And so they all extremely hysterically exit the game. And when they do this, they're all like without a game. It was just like this mass exodus because they didn't have anywhere to go. So when they get into the surge protector, because that's where they all exit the game to, they end up in the surge protector. And there's like a guy who guards the surge protector. You know how surge protectors are supposed to guard. So there's like a guy in the surge protector who like guards everything. And he's like, whoa. And everybody in the other games are trying to like take on these little characters and put them in their games so that everybody has a place to go. Around the same time, Right before this happens with Vanellope's game, I should have mentioned this first. This is going to be out of out of order. Sorry. Um, the arcade master plugged in a Wi-Fi modem. So at the beginning of this movie, these guys are having their day in and day out situation, and a Wi-Fi modem gets plugged in, and then this shit happens with Vanellope's game. So the Wi-Fi modem, nobody really knows what it is, except the guard is like, "It's dangerous. It's going to get you on the internet. You got to stay away from there." No one knows what the internet is. Because all these games in this arcade are really old. And so as Ralph and Vanellope are trying to like solve this problem. Because Ralph's obviously like, Vanellope, you can come live with me. Like a creep. Because like, it's just creep. Like, this is creepy. You know, like Vanellope's going to come sleep on the bricks. But I don't can't. I can't. I can't. It's strange. So I get that everyone else is like, you're taking that too deep. And I'm like, I know that you would think that. But if you've done any fucking research on any of the programming that happens with this particular genre this is why i'm making a podcast series about it homie because there's deeper things happening programming levels okay so just stick with me try not to stay superficial try to go a little deeper try to trust that there's things deeper that you might not understand and if you don't like it turn it off it freaks you out turn it off you want to be stuck to disney turn it off i'm okay with that stay where you are now ralph has Vanellope, you know, living at his house and he's cool with it. But he's like, we could also try this. So he mentions to her, let's get on the internet and go find where eBay is. So this is where Ralph breaks the internet. Vanellope and Ralph get on the Wi-Fi, figure out how to get into the internet. And this is why this also is so wild is because what it does is gives you a digital visual of what the internet would look like if we were all expressed in pixels. Basically, Wreck-It Ralph was showing us what the metaverse is going to look like. Look at how they do us. They let you know, like, way in advance what's what. It's so unique to understand that what's happening is, this is going to correlate with what I just said if you listen to the Ron's Gone Wrong episode. But what's happening is we're looking at what if the digital expressions that we've created, like... Ralph and Vanellope are similar 
in there. While Ralph and Vanellope may be inside the internet, inside the game, inside the arcade, inside the city. Like, do you see what happened there? I'm just trying to get you to like think think deeper here. Like, the, do you see how that's a fractal? Number one, that's deep as shit. That's like one of those visuals that you get when they're like zooming in on the house, and then they back up, and you see the city, and then they back up, and you see the state, and then they back up, and you see the country, and then they back up, and you see their. That's the same kind of thing. We're in a fractal-based space here, where you're in a thing, and in a thing, and in a thing, and in a thing, like a dream inside a dream inside a dream. Ralph and Vanellope are having this sentient experience inside this metaverse. So do you think it's quite possible that part of helping you get to a metaverse is to help you get to a space of coexisting with sentient, electronic, what we would call artificial intelligent expressions? I'm just saying. Okay, so what ends up happening is they get on the internet. Okay, so now Ralph and Vanellope are on the internet and they find eBay and they get there and they find what they need. What they don't realize is that it's an auction, right? So they literally get this thing racked up like to an insane amount of money and they don't have the money to pay for that. They don't even know what a credit card is because they don't live in our world. They live in a fucking video game, but they're experiencing parts of our world. Whoa. So they have to figure out now how to make financial gain through the fucking internet in order to experience the world we're experiencing, purchase things we're purchasing, acquire the things in the real world that they need to function in their world, right? Like that's what they really need to do. Like they need to make sure they get this thing, ship it to the arcade so this guy doesn't toss out the game. Very cool when you think about what that even means. Oh man, that puts you in a weird ass box for you and your your relationship with robots. You better start getting respectful. Just saying, like respect is a universal language. Now, Ralph and Vanellope have to make this money. So Ralph, from the earlier part of the movie, remembers this fucking um, pop-up that showed up. His name's Spamly. And he's like, want to make money on the internet? And Ralph's like, we could go find that guy. So they go and find him. And he takes him to a website. And he's like, hey, if you can go find these, if you can go steal this bitch's car from her game and you can get it, uh, we'll give you $25,000 or something like that. It's like a high-ass number. The number they need. And they're like, okay, we'll try. So they get into the game because Vanellope's a kick-ass racer. You know what I'm saying? She's like, no sweat, still a car. That's a vibe. She gets into this game, loves this game, ends up having like some sort of chemistry with this much older woman who's a racer in the game. And she's kind of a badass and she's pretty masculine. Not, She's feminine looking, but her energy put off is masculine. She's tough. That's masculine energy. Listen, bitch. I know exactly what's going on here. What a weird way to not only groom this child for this weird male form that's like, hey, I'm going to protect you and be your hero. But then to have her groomed by a female form who's like, you can be whatever you want. Friendship means everyone gets to do whatever they want. You should be, your your friend's going to understand that if you just want to live in this game, you should come live in this game. Yo, it's, listen. Okay, undertones. Undertones is what I'm calling it. Now, 
At this point, Vanellope says some shit. Ralph overhears it on the little video phone. And he's like, oh my gosh, Vanellope doesn't want to come live with me. She's being brainwashed by that woman over there. So his jealousy ensues. So he goes back to Spamley, who takes him to this weird ass slug looking fucking yuck. And Ralph purchases a virus to put inside the other, the woman's game, the woman's racer game. What happens is virus goes in the game. It tries to find the inadequacy, which would have been Vanellope the glitch. She doesn't belong in this game, but she's racing in it. So it would have found her and shut the game down, basically. That's what the virus was, ten- was supposed to do. But the virus was not supposed to leave the game. Because if it leaves the game, it makes copies of itself. Because, like, basically, if the virus goes into this game and shuts it down, the game will reset. Vanellope could have gotten out of the game. And then she could have come back in when it came back up. But what happens is Ralph goes in there because Vanellope's not close enough to getting out of the game. So he goes in there to save Vanellope and bust the fucking hole in the game. And the virus gets out. But what does the virus see first? It sees Ralph in his fucking... I need you to be my friend energy at Vanellope. And then it starts copying that and spitting it all over the internet. So when Ralph breaks the internet, it's because this virus that's like this old sad ass virus is taking over everything. Ralph is now not knowing what to do because there's a like literally more than a, a tactillion of him. I don't even know if that's a word. But there's like so many of him and it's literally just shutting down the internet. The internet's going down all over the world because... Ralph broke it with his insecurities. <laughs> and that's the funny part of that's the punchline of it, right? Is that Ralph's insecure. And so he breaks it. And then Vanellope doesn't want to be his friend. And then Vanellope has to work with the big giant Ralph virus because it all forms into one virus. And it's just like holding her. And she's like, I'll be your friend, Ralph. I'll be your friend. And then it turns into this big, like, Ralph's talking to himself situation. And they end up saving the day and solving it, getting rid of this virus or whatever. And obviously it's another step to self-realization. That's the point of these characters. But the undertone with what this was saying first, maybe that we should be mighty aware when this kind of energy starts to flood the internet, number one. If we ever have this influx of male insecurity energy, we should be hyper aware of what's happening. Ralph is breaking the internet. (laughs) And I'm teasing. I'm fucking teasing. That's so, I'm silly. I'll stop. There's a couple of key points here. The one that I think is the undertones of this movie is the grooming process that's happening. Vanellope is the representation of a little girl. She's the representation of a young princess. Everyone knows how princess kitten programming exists if they've been studying Disney. If they've been studying Disney, they understand there's kitten programming that happens with Disney princess stuff. Vanellope wasn't a princess prior to this movie. Technically, as far as Disney princess, she was a princess in her game, but she wasn't a princess as a Disney princess until this movie because she got her own song and now she's a Disney princess. That's important to note just because it's part of that programming process. Now that I have given you such a thorough outline of how I have gotten not only some very interesting dynamics about the quantum nature of things, the metaverse, 
and different layers of masculine and feminine as the dynamic works between these two characters. But we've also discovered how fucking weird the grooming process is in some of these goddamn Disney movies. You know what I'm saying? So if you like what I do, uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know if this feels like too much. I get it, but feel free to comment, share, get in touch with me. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you being here. Peace.